Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Mike McCarthy, author of Tribe of Millionaires and co-founder of GoBundance. And I want you to learn how to skip levels in your life. So you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chapel. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I am talking with Mike McCarthy. Mike is a real estate broker out in the Northeast region of the country. He's been doing that for a really long time, but he recently just moved out to Austin, Texas. But he is the regional owner of Keller Williams out there. So they have over 9,000 agents, over 50 locations, and have done over $16 billion in transactions Like through 2019. That's what they're projected to do this year. And so this guy is somebody that resonated with me just because I grew up in a real estate household and uh, those that type of a resume is a really impressive one. And it's been with Keller Williams, which is the number one real estate agency in the country. And then a few years back, Mike decided to kind of go the more educational route, founded a company called GoBundance with a few partners. And now they're doing some amazing things for community, for families through FamBundance. He just came out with a new book, Tribe of Millionaires, which you can find at tribeofmillionaires.com. And we talk about that in the interview. So we talk about how he ended up running 9,000 agents within over 50 locations at his age and kind of what led him into that type of a role. We talk about where he would be if he didn't network on purpose, which is a huge point in this in this episode. And, and I mean, networking is always sprinkled throughout every show, as you guys know, but this one is specifically, um, we talk a lot about 
the uh, potential consequences of not networking and, and kind of look at it in that light. And it's very, very interesting. And then we talk about the recipe for true lasting transformation, which is something that he goes through in some of his more private educational businesses and things like that. So really great conversation with Mike today. And I can't wait to uh, jump into that with you guys. But first, really quickly, if you have not registered for my event yet, guys, you got to do it sooner rather than later. It's tickets are selling out. And I just believe so strongly it's going to be such an awesome time and you're not going to want to miss out on it. This will be one of those things that you look back on in five years and when the event is 10 times as big and you can look back on that and, and say that, you know, hey, I was one of the founding members of that event. And uh, so I don't want you guys to miss out on this. So please head over to buildyournetworklive.com. If it's something that you think you would like to do, just know that it, know that with my brand, it's all about connection rather than content. Still going to be some amazing speakers, but the big thing is going to be connecting with those speakers and connecting with the other people that are at the event. So don't waste any more time. Head over to buildyournetworklive.com. Grab a ticket today. And now here is my chat with Mike McCarthy. Mike, what's going on, my man? Thanks so much for joining me on today's show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Yes, sir. Of course. So you've done some pretty cool things um, in the last uh, few years here, Mike. And uh, one of the bigger things that intrigues me is the real estate business just because I grew up in and around that. My dad is actually a Keller Williams agent and has been for a really long time. And uh, so that was kind of one of the bigger things that drew me to to your story and things. But before we kind of get into some of that, I want to go back in time here. And let's talk like 11, 12, 13-year-old Mike McCarthy. Like, what did you do for fun? What was what were your goals and dreams for your life at that point? And kind of how did we end up where we're at now? Yeah, that's awesome. What a great coincidence. So when I was 10 or 11 years old, I was an SOB, which you were as well. And you may not know this, but that stands for son of a broker. And being a son of a broker at that age, you know, one thing I distinctly remember being in the real estate business now today is helping my dad to hand out business cards and to do different marketing things like put United States, small United States flags in the yards with business cards and to do things like that. But that wasn't really what I was into. Obviously, that was just something my dad was doing at the time. But you know, when I was that age, I was an only child, actually. And so what I was into was like, anytime I could get around other kids, play with other kids, and just not be kind of with my parents or around other adults. That's what I was really after. So I liked connecting with kids. I liked maybe to a fault. I remember being the first kid awake in my neighborhood during the summer times and always being the kid that was like just waiting for other kids to get up so that we could go play, knocking on their doors and then being like, Mike, we really like to sleep in. Like if you could come a little bit later to hang out, that would be great. But uh, yeah, I was just, I, I just desired connection a lot at that age. And yeah, and I was I was also pretty entrepreneurial actually too. So one thing I did was I would go to the corner store before the Walmart opened. Once the Walmart opened, I would go there and buy and buy bulk candy and I would sell candy to my friends and nice. even if, even to this day at my 20 year reunion someone remembered that. They're like, "Yeah, I remember you used to like sell candy and have like a whole little business when you were 10, 11 or 12 years old." So anyways, <laughs> uh, that was the little that was young little Mike. So on that, there's a lot of opinions out there about this. Um, so I'm curious to hear what yours would be. Do you think that entrepreneurship is born or bred or a combination of the two? That's such a great question. And I think about that a lot, having a 10-year-old and a six-year-old and having some businesses that they might have the ability to take over someday. And, and I think that in the future, 
being an entrepreneur will be one of the only ways to be. I think it boils down to being able to solve problems that people around you have or that the world has. And I think that the world is changing so fast now that we all have to be equipped to be more entrepreneurial. So I think it's more about, number one, your motivation to change things. So if you have a motivation inherently to change things, then I think you're naturally probably an entrepreneur. But I also think that there's you have the ability to really find the benefit in embracing change. And I think that some of us have to do that to become an entrepreneur. We just have to realize like, hey, if I really love this, I need to go all in on it. And that just makes me an entrepreneur by definition, because I'm bringing something of value to the world. I'm solving a problem. So I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think that was too clear of an answer, Travis. But I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. There has to be a desire to want to make a difference and make an impact. If there's a little spark of desire, I think anybody can learn to be an entrepreneur. So specifically here, I know you're a big family guy. I just had, um, we, we just had our first kid four months ago now. So he is been a lot of fun and made me reevaluate a lot of different things, obviously pretty big, you know, life changing experience. And uh, so now as a new dad, these are things that I'm wondering pretty often, do you do anything specifically to kind of instill that spirit of entrepreneurship or greater impact in your kids? Or is it more like uh, if you kind of see something starting to happen, you're more of like, hey, let's nurture that. Yeah, well, great question. I'm not like a let's just sit and see how it turns out kind of guy. And I also I'm in a place where I've built enough freedom in my life. I have as much freedom or as little as I want to where I ultimately have a decision that I could go build another business or even put more into the businesses I already have. But I actually have made a conscious decision to, to build something that is for my family, to serve my family. So in addition to being a co-founder of GoBundance, I have created FamBundance, which if anybody's interested, they can check out our family division at FamBundance.com. But what I do is very extensive for my kids. And in fact, Travis, I just moved to Austin from the Philadelphia area, so specifically so my kids could go to an Acton Academy. And if you haven't heard of Acton Academy, you can, you can Google it or look it up. But essentially, it's a combination of like homeschooling, Montessori, and Socratic learning methods, but wrapped up in a school that's designed to build young entrepreneurs. So my kids get to go to that school. But in addition to that, we run about three to five family events a year for our GoBundance community. And we actually have an ongoing community of, of our spouses and partners of our JDLs, junior dream leaders. Those are kids under 10. And then uh, kids that are 11 and up are our, our NGLs, next gen leaders. So we actually go in GoBundance have a full list of events, programs, online learnings, and things that kids and people of all ages can participate in. So my kids are active members of FamBundance, and and they work in the business. So when we do events, they do a little bit of helping to prep and speaking. And 
Um, and then they, they have to contribute in some meaningful way to Fambundance as a community. So they're getting to learn about business that way and seeing me build a business in Fambundance, but they're also getting to be a, a part of it. And then within that, we're teaching entrepreneurship. So they're really getting at all angles. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty passionate about uh, about what I'm doing for my children and for the other GoBundance members' families. And uh, even my own business partners, we do a lot of stuff for their families specifically. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, that's amazing, man. One of the one of the other things that kind of drew me into your story a little bit. So let's let's kind of go back here and uh, finish up your personal story before we kind of get into more of the tactical things. So you um, thirteen, fourteen, have that entrepreneurial spirit. What were you planning on doing at the time? Like, were your parents? You said your dad was a broker. So was he like big with hey, you got to go to school, or was he big with hey, let's go out and hustle and sell some stuff? Well, I was actually, so my dad was a great hustler and, a, and kind of a natural entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but he actually felt like getting a college degree was like the better path because mm-hmm. he had just learned like, hey, educated, more educated, more wealthy people, they go to college. And that's just a dream that he had set for me was was to go to college. But for him, I think the, the dream was to own a business with his son. So even though he wanted to be an entrepreneur, wanted me to be an entrepreneur, there was this sort of like generational thing where the pride of me being the first person in our family to get a degree was something he was really proud of. So my plan was to just go to college. And I actually remember not thinking past that. Actually, it was like college was this like 
thing that kind of blocked me from getting into real life. And it also gave me a place to mature from being such a dipshit, honestly. But um, <laughs> so having that space, but I didn't, I didn't know I wanted to be an entrepreneur. But I do remember distinctly at the age of like 12 or 13, my dad said to to me, hey, what do you want your occupation to be? And I said, like, policeman or a fireman. And my dad literally had me add up all of the expenses that I would have for my life. And he said, what kind of life do you want? What kind of house do you want? How many kids do you want? Do you want to have a boat? Do you want to have a motorhome? Do you want to go on vacation? And so he added all this stuff up for me. And he said, great, now what job do you want? And so no matter what job I picked initially, it did not fund the life that I wanted to live. Like police mm -hmm. officer didn't add up, fireman didn't add up, and just the things. So then I started looking at like doctor and lawyer and those things, those things added up. So I started thinking maybe I would be a doctor or a lawyer. The only challenge with that is that I was a shitty student. So for me, it was like, I kind of just thought I was a failure at life when I was at that age, Travis, yeah. honestly. How, how, how old were you at that point? I really felt kind of like 12, 13, 14, just like a total lost soul. And like, I was really going to do nothing with my life. I was just, my goal was to just get through college and get my dad off of my back. That was my entire goal. And, and by 18, I was certain my dad was a complete idiot. And <laughs> by the time I was 22, I was like, holy shit, my dad got really smart over the last four years. Like, I don't know what <laughs> happened, but, uh, yeah. and it turns out really, it was just yeah. me getting over being a know-it-all 18 year old. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. Yeah. I knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So coming out of college, what happens then? Are you like looking for a job? Like what, what, first of all, what did you end up majoring in? Yeah. So I majored in marketing and then I actually stayed and got a finance degree too. And it was six years long. And it was kind of like, I easily got seized with doing no work in every class. So it was like, I really just learned how to cheat the system more than anything when I went to college. And I just got space to grow up. And from, from there, Travis, I got my, I realized like, I actually need to go get a job now. And so I got my real estate license and I'm lucky because my pride wanted me to go sell real estate and something happened where I finally started to get over myself. I didn't know everything. And I'm like, maybe my dad can teach me something. And so I actually took a job being his assistant for $8 an hour. Hmm. And my job was to map out all of the franchise territories for the region that he had just purchased from Keller Williams, the greater Pennsylvania region. And so my first job in real estate was two things, mapping out territories and then cold calling real estate agents that were top agents to see if they wanted to meet with me and my dad. And then we would fly out there from Colorado to the Philly area and we would go meet with top agents and tell them that Keller Williams was the shit and it was going to be the greatest thing in, in sliced bread and they could make a lot of money doing it. Very few listened. Those that did made a lot of money and we built now a business that I am the leader of, the owner of. I purchased it from my dad uh, for you or five years ago. And we now have uh, 9,000 agents and 50 real estate offices. And we'll do like 15 billion in real estate transactions for 2019. So it turned into a pretty big business. And I was lucky to have my dad sort of pave the trail for me. And then um, over time, he taught me how to sell and develop Keller Williams franchises. And I made a made a pretty good career out of it.
So do you, do you feel like your time in school was helpful for the career path that you ended up choosing? Or do you think, do you look back on that and go, man, I could have, I could have gotten started in this real estate thing six years sooner than I did. I really wish that I would have went and got around the right mastermind groups and the right people at that age, because I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. See, I was hanging out with people who just partied and that's what was cool was partying. I didn't realize that there were groups of people that were equally as cool that if I hung out with them, instead of partying to be cool, we would go make money or go do other impactful things together. I just fell into a group of like college partying. And so I don't think that that college time served me well. It led me into trying to fit in and partying instead of just getting around the things and the people that would help me to do what I wanted to do with my life, which at the time I didn't know. So, you know, it gave me space to figure that out. So are you in either camp now, like in terms of your kids? You know, what's funny is my dad, for as hard as he worked for me to just go to college, it's funny that it, that my kids, I don't actually, I'm not pushing them either way. I'm not doing a 529 or saving a college fund for them. They'll have money they can tap into to go to college if they want, but it's not something that they're pressured to do. And actually, part of me would rather them get plugged in to personal development and internships and the actual career path they want to do instead of going the college route, unless they want to be a lawyer or a heart surgeon or something. Right, right. Then that changes. And yeah, yeah, you can. I would let them be a lawyer just so I could. (laughs) Yeah, to do that, I'd let them be a lawyer just to reduce my legal costs too. I was. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It'd be a good. Good to have a lawyer in the family, right? Okay, cool. So 9,000 real estate agents, over 50 locations, 15, 16 billion dollars in sales probably in 2019. Top two or three lessons that you learned during that period of time. And then uh, we'll kind of get a little more practical after that. Yeah, well, you have to remember is that I'm a 20, like three-year-old kid. By the time I I take over as the regional director from my dad, which, which only happened, by the way, because I thought I knew everything still. And we fought so much that he finally said, well, if you're so smart, then you should do all the work and I'm going to move to Florida. And he literally gave me the keys to the kingdom. And I think it was a little bit out of just, he was tired of dealing with me. And what that what happened in that Travis is that I got to go make a bunch of mistakes and I didn't have someone hovering over me and I got sort of the freedom to be my own man and to finally build my own thing and and sort of come out from what I felt like were the shadows of my dad's sort of sort of success and so I think what I learned is that I thought I was ready to lead and what I realized is that you're never really ready to lead you always have to be willing to change as a leader. It's all about the evolution of who you are personally. So the only way that I was actually able to grow the businesses in the end, take over and have the success that I've had because because me buying the business from my father means that I own the Keller Williams region for that area. And I have a very serious contract with Gary Keller, that I'm the partner for that area. And it's a pretty big deal. And so having that responsibility and the ability to make mistakes and become my own man in that opportunity, what a blessing that is. But it all came from personal, me hunkering down and being like, okay, what is my bullshit? Like, what is it that I'm really not wanting to look at, 
hiding from, not wanting feedback on. And I remember even at 23 going to Landmark, which you may be familiar with. And I was like, man, how did they get so many people with so many issues to show up all on the same day at this place? Like I literally thought I had no issues. I was oblivious to it. But once I really dove into some coaching and some development, it was realizing that that my business would only grow to the extent that I was willing to grow personally and that I needed to actually become a better human being if I wanted to have a bigger business. And so that was the biggest takeaway for me. And the cool thing about that is that it just meant that I got to go to work on myself and what better project do I have to work on than becoming a better human being. And uh, that led to a lot more business success. And it continues to do so. Anytime I double down on growing my awareness and challenging who I am and changing who I am as a person, it always leads to a new opportunity, a new relationship, a new business. Yeah. How long in between your time in college did it take you to go from thinking that you knew everything to realizing you didn't know a lot and like continuing the self-education route? Because one, I don't want to say like problem, but one thing that I that I constantly hit on with college is that it almost puts you in this mindset that like learning is only for a certain amount of time, like a certain time of life. And then once you learned everything, now you have this piece of paper that certifies you to be able to do this certain thing. So now you don't have to educate yourself anymore. And I think it's such a damaging mindset to get into that, well, I did all my learning earlier on. And now that I have this piece of paper, I can now just work instead of continuously learn and continuously be educated and um, make myself a better person. So I'm wondering how long, how long it took you from like graduating college until you realize like, Oh, man, I I don't know anything. And if I'm going to if I'm going to continue to be able to like grow as a person and in my business, I'm going to have to work on myself first. Yeah, what a great question, Travis. Thanks for asking that. What came to mind was that um, I remember actually thinking in college, I can't wait till I'm done with this. So I can just read whatever I want. And it's funny that I would say that because I didn't read any of my books like during college. (laughs) (laughs) So I was literally like complaining about having to read shit that I wasn't reading in hopes that I could read what I wanted to read someday. And so there was this sort of like intuition that I had a hunger to learn, but I didn't really know what or what I would read or whatever. I just knew that I didn't like the stuff they were telling me to read, right? Mm, Which probably some things I need therapy on or whatever, but but skipping (laughs) past that... It's just realizing that the moment that I actually took a class taught by Gary Keller called Quantum Leap, where it's actually his non-business class, the whole thing is about life. And in that class, I think I was actually 18 the first time I took it. And this is probably why I wasn't wanting to learn college stuff as much as I was like, man, I'd like to learn whatever I want to learn. But in that class, which is also now taught to young people. Keller Williams has a a nonprofit that goes around and teaches this to young people in schools, but it helps them to create a mission statement for their life, to formulate their mentors and the key relationships that they need to have in their life to go where they want to go. And then they start dreaming about the life they want to have, and they set goals that are goals for their entire life that they get to pick. And I remember sitting in that class and being like, wow, like this is a subject I could get into. This is the subject of my life. This is the subject I'm learning about myself now. And that was something that intrigued me. So there was a spark that came from Keller Williams early on. 
And then I was lucky enough to when I joined my dad in working in Keller Williams, I got that spark fanned into a huge flame. And then I became an avid reader, an avid podcast listener. I just became hungry for all kinds of information. And most importantly, I became hungry to get around the right people. And that's really what ultimately led from owning a real estate company, which I still own, to creating and co-founding GoBundances, is that I realized that the hack to all of it was being around the right people. And mm-hmm. that if I did that, and if I had been doing that during college, that I'd be light years ahead. And that's also why I created Abundance because right now my 10-year-old he has about 25 other 10-year-olds that are his friend or in the range of his age. And guess what? They're all around the country and their parents are successful entrepreneurs. Hmm. And so my son, my daughter too, six years old, she has the same network, is that I'm focusing a lot of my energy and resources on, on setting up my legacy because the way my dad and I ended up in business together of him just leaving me to do it because we were fighting all the time, that's not sustainable. That's not going to create a third and a fourth and a fifth generation legacy. So I got to go to work on on those things. And the way to do that is by educating as early as you can when you're still a sponge and then continuing to always educate. And yeah, it's a shame, Travis, that people think that they're supposed to work during work time. They're supposed to learn during learn time. And that these aren't stages of a day, they're stages of a life. It's like I learn when I'm young, I work when I'm middle-aged, and then I play when I'm retired and dead. It's hard to play when you're dead. Yeah. (laughs) So we got to kind of do all of those things all at once every day. I got to learn every day, work every day, and play every day. Right. Man, I love that. There's so much here to unpack. But since we kind of took it the relationship route, and since we're, this is the Build Your Network podcast, we talk about a lot here on the show. I want to delve a little bit further into that. And uh, this is a question that I ask every guest that comes on the show, Mike. So curious to hear your thoughts on it. Do you believe that who you know, or what you know, is more important and why? So I think it's who you know, that teaches you what you know. So I don't think that this is a chicken and an egg thing. There's nobody that taught themselves everything. They went out and they found people that wrote books or created courses or that had been there before. And maybe there's someone somewhere that entirely taught themselves something new all on their own. But I would, I would be challenged to go find that person in the world who didn't learn what they learned because they learned it from other people. And we've been passing information for many, many, many thousands of years without technology. And it was done in the form of stories and through connections to the tribe that we're part of. So without question to me, it's, it's who you know that's most important. But there's a thing where you could know all of the right people. They could tell you all of the right things and you could choose to not listen, not learn it or not implement any of it. So there's a part where it's what you know and what you do with it that matters even more so. And I think we source what we know and the accountability to do what we need to do from other people. I think that's a greatest source of power is really accountability. So I think it's all about the who, buddy. Yeah, yeah. There's so many points there that I agree with, but I won't spend too much time with my audience. Here's me talk about all the time. But yeah, no, I, I completely understand and totally agree with a lot of what you just said. And I think that that's... That's always the big thing for me is when everybody, whenever anybody goes the what direction, my biggest thing is like, yeah, no, I get it. What, what you know does also factor in. But what I've found is that the who you know is more duplicatable, meaning that like 
there are one-off stories and a lot of like unicorn success stories have to do with somebody's what, like such as they, they created something at the right time. They like something like Facebook or whatever. Mark Zuckerberg didn't become a multi-billionaire because of who he knew. He did it because of what he knew. There's some, you know, special unique cases that are what you know, but I just find that it's more duplicatable of a process and it's more of a foolproof plan to work on the who you know rather than the what you know, because your what will always increase exponentially with the who. And it's not necessarily true the opposite way around, I think. Yeah, absolutely. This episode of the show is brought to you by Molecule. You guys know that I don't accept a lot of sponsorships here on the show because I only want ones that I actually think can help all of you. And this is definitely one of them. Molecule is reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. It's not just an improvement on an existing outdated technology, but a complete reinvention of air purification, which is definitely something at the top of my mind with my son being born soon. Unlike HEPA filters, Molecule destroys indoor air pollutants at a molecular level, completely removing them from the air that you breathe. It uses photoelectrochemical oxidation nanotechnology to eliminate allergens, mold, bacteria, viruses, and airborne chemicals which can really help you sleep much better and getting good sleep is absolutely critical to having a productive day. So placing your molecule next to your bed clears the air that you're breathing and many, many customers report feeling ultra energized after getting the best night of sleep that they've had in years. Molecules technology has been personally verified by science and most importantly, it's been tested by real people. Molecule has given allergy and asthma sufferers around the country an all new experience. So for $75 off your first order, visit molecule.com. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com. And at checkout, enter code Travis. That's molecule.com with a K, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com and enter code Travis at checkout for $75 off your first order. What's up, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick second and give a shout out to my favorite podcasting app, Himalaya. If you're not listening to podcasts on this new app, you are definitely missing out. It's like a social media app, but for podcast listeners. Follow your go-to shows, like and comment on your favorite episodes, and download professionally curated playlists made just for you. So head on over to your app store or Google Play store and download Himalaya today and thank me later. So. You said something a little bit ago about how if you would have gotten the fact that it was really getting around the right people that was propelling you to the next level in your career, if you would have gotten that when you were younger, you feel like you'd be light years ahead of where you are right now. Where do you think that you would be right now if you never realized that principle? Yeah, you mean like if I hadn't started getting around the right people? Right. Um, Yeah, you know, I would probably still be in my own prison living in my father's shadow. Because number one is I was really fortunate to have my dad look at who I was surrounding myself with. And he, he took a hard look at it right when I joined him as his assistant. And he said, there's this guy, David Osborne, that you should get to know in Keller Williams. He's young. He's super successful. He hangs around the right people. And he's, he's super motivated. And I was kind of like, okay, that sounds cool, dad. And then like a year later, I got a chance to meet David. And I was I was like, wow, this guy is cool. And he, he seems like a regular dude. Like I had this sort of impression in my mind that 
everyone successful was going to kind of be douchey or not, not right. someone I'd want to hang out with. And I'm like, no, oh, this is a guy I would want to hang out with. And over time, David became my mentor. And he, he is somebody who has blazed a similar trail in, in Keller Williams. His mom was a, one of the original Keller Williams agents. She bought the region first. He bought it from her. So there was a lot of similarities in our story. And I got to sort of be guided by David. And David ended up introducing me to Pat and Tim, which was his mastermind group that he had been working with. And they were the three amigos. And over time, I became the fourth amigo. And so we had a small little mastermind group. And these guys were my mentors. They were light years ahead of where I was. I wasn't yet a millionaire yet. Uh, they were. And I was purely just trying to be more like them. And fast forward to today, the book Tribe of Millionaires that we just released and Go Abundance as an organization is, is owned by uh, Pat, Tim, David, and I, the four amigos. And we've taken what we've done and we've duplicated it because we know where we would, where I know where I would be without them. It would be a sliver of the man that I'm capable of being who isn't as confident, who doesn't believe in themselves as much as I do now, and who listen more to the voices of doubt than of the, the voices of inspiration and spirit that live within all of us. And, mm -hmm. and I know that Pat, Tim, and David, they helped me to become somebody that I couldn't be uh, without their help. And it's because of that reason that actually three years ago, GoBundance had, had been growing steadily, not as a business, but as a way of life. We were just kind of doing life and a business came out of it. We didn't set out or intend to build a business. And uh, three or four years ago, we were on a trip to Peru and, and I had such a profound breakthrough on this bucket list adventure that we went on. We do one international trip every year and it's, it's, it's usually where I have some of my most profound breakthroughs. But I came back from that trip really on fire and I was, I could couldn't stop crying because I came back to my life and I was like, wow, look at my life. I have freedom. I have wealth. I have investments. I have kids. I have a wife. I have friends that love me. I just went on this amazing vacation and I stopped Travis and I was like, I wouldn't have this if it wasn't for Go Abundance. I wouldn't have this without my mentors, without the three amigos. And that, in that moment, I decided that I was going to take on what would be like my second career in life. And I stepped up as the CEO for GoBundance, which I served and currently stepping out of that role, we've hired somebody else to do it. But for the last four years, I've been in that role of CEO and I've been pouring my life and energy into this organization and not getting a lot of money out of it, not doing it for the money either, doing it because... I know that I would not be where I am today without the support of these guys that lifted me up. So it's pretty clear to me where I wouldn't be if I hadn't had them. And that's why I've put so much of my time and energy into GoBundance and FamBundance is to make sure that we bottle up this thing that we've created and we, we deliver it to more, more people in the world. And, it's, and the message of GoBundance is that it's not about how much money you make. 
It's about what kind of life do you live? At the end of the day, we're, we're a group of millionaires that have realized that money is not the end all, the be all. It's your health, it's your contribution, it's your relationships, it's building investment income that's not what you're working, you're trading time for money for. So, mm. so we've built this whole community ar- around exactly your question, man. We wouldn't be, I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am today without those guys. Yeah, man, I absolutely love hearing stuff like that. I was actually going to ask you next to tell me a story about a time where connection really led you to like a big moment of success. But it sounds like that's literally your entire career, which is exactly the reason this show exists, because I'm trying to get people to understand that if you spend a good amount of your time building relationships, real relationships with people, not exchanging contact information, but building real relationships with people that long term, it's always going to make your life more abundant. And I like a lot about about what you were just talking about and getting in in terms of like getting around those types of people. And you used a word that was, I think you said exponential or it was, it was something to that degree. And that that's really what it's all about to me. Or you said light years ahead. They were light years ahead of air. Yeah. Uh, they were, you know, operating at this level up here and you were operating at this level down here. And so getting around people like that, like there, there's just so much value that you can't even really put into words because even just the level of conversation is different. The, the level of habits, like that's different. The, the lifestyle, like everything that they do is different because they're operating at such a different level than you. And uh, if you want to learn how to skip those levels, then you got to go get around people who are astronomically higher than the level that you're currently operating on. And you got to be real with yourself. You got to be self-aware enough and humble enough to look at yourself and say, you know what, I'm down here right now on this level and they're operating at this level. And uh, that's okay. I just need to figure out how to get up on their level. And probably the best way to do that is just to go hang around people like that. So man, there's so much, so much stuff there to, to kind of unpack a little bit. And you talked, you mentioned the book, Tribe of Millionaires. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? What's what, like where that's coming out and how we can get a hold of it and maybe the top one or two principles that you want people to take away from that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can pick up the book at tribeofmillionaires.com. We have it set up so that you, if you just pay shipping, we'll send you a, a, a paperback copy of the book. And it's also available on Amazon and in those places as well. The book, it's it's really a great read. It's a parable, so it's it's a it's a story that teaches uh, six uh, effects that people around you subtly have on your life, whether you're aware of it or not. And these are powerful, powerful influences. And the story is about Ethan, who's like an avatar that represents kind of the experience that one a collection of experiences that one might have when they enter the GoBundance tribe. But Ethan is a struggling entrepreneur. He feels stuck. He discovers the tribe of millionaires and they basically impact his life in a big, big way. And they reveal to him that getting around the right people, it makes all the difference in the world. And in those effects, I could go through each effect with you real quick, just to, just to share with you what they are. I'll pull them up in the book here real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and then I'll go through my, my favorite effect too in a little more detail. But the six effects are number one, the influence effect. So your destiny is shaped by those around you. Uh, the multiplier effect, the right group of people compounds your efforts. The accountability effect, which is that accountability is the world's most powerful force. Uh, I talked about that just a little bit earlier. The authenticity effect, which is my favorite one, which is you find your true self among those you trust. And before I go into the last two, I'll just break that one down a little bit. And I know you talk about this on the 
the podcast quite a bit about just being authentic and how powerful that is. And in the book, Ethan, when he first is uh, introduced to the group, there's a lot of like posturing and him not sh- really sure if he should show up as his true self or not. And and one of the things that we're always asking in any group that we're a part of unconsciously or consciously, if, if we're aware of it, is can I fully be myself in this group and still be accepted as a, as a part of that group? And the moment that we know that those, the answer to those two things is yes, a trust emerges within a group that allows me to instantly be able to look at where I'm falling short or where I'm not living up to my potential and to do it in a safe way that doesn't feel threatening and to where you feel uplifted and supported in becoming all that you could become. And that doesn't come without authenticity. And so that's why it's one of my favorites is that is that if you can get around a group that creates safety and space, for you to be yourself and to, to be fully yourself and you're still part of that group fully and you feel connected to it, that safe space and authenticity mixed together, that's the recipe for true lasting transformation. And it can be instantaneous lasting transformation too. We see transformations that would be nothing short of a miracle if you really looked at what happens. And they're not really as much of a miracle as they are an effect at work, like a law of gravity, which is if I hang around some people that I think are really cool and being in shape is what's cool to them and I respect them, then guess what? I'm going to have this instantaneous desire to become somebody who's in shape. And that motivation is going to be stronger than anything else in our world. That peer pressure harnessed for good, that's the force. That's the force of accountability, which is the third effect. But you can't have the accountability without the authenticity. So that's why it's one of my favorite. And I think what we do within GoBundance is is we create a safe space where we can reflect back to people who they truly are. And then we invite them to become more than they currently are, not because they're not enough and not because they aren't amazing human beings already, but because we know and they know and we all know that we're only scratching the surface of what we're all capable of. So the authenticity effect is a big one. The last one's the purpose effect. The right people reveal your richest source of power. And that's about just how once we are in that accountability, authenticity, and we're we're jiving with a group that ultimately our highest strengths will be revealed and they'll be celebrated and we'll be able to see them even more clearly in the context of the group. And then the last one is the connection effect, which is that your life will be measured by the quality of your relationships and how well connected you are in that. In GoBundance, we call it having authentic relationships. That's one of our pillars. But that's kind of the, the, the lessons that are taught to Ethan as he moves through this story. And his experience is a collection of, of stories of things that have happened to real, real guys within the tribe. But obviously, it's a parable. So we've kind of mixed them all together and made a fun story out of it. But I don't know about you, but I've started a lot of a lot more business books than I've finished. Hmm. And so we wrote this book to be an easy read, one that is a story that's captivating so that you'll want to finish it. And the lessons are really revealed through the story. So it's a great way to learn. And I highly recommend that uh, your listeners and you check it out whenever you get a chance. 
tribeofmillionaires.com. Head over there, grab a copy of this book. I do love it when business books do the story and then build in the principles in there. It makes them a lot a lot easier to read. And you're totally right on that, Mike. I appreciate you bringing that up. So tribeofmillionaires.com. Mike, let's go ahead and move into the last segment here, something I like to call the random round. A few really quick random questions and quick random answers. Ready? Yep, I'm ready. What profession other than your own do you think that it would be fun to attempt? Oh man, that's a that's a really good one. Snowboard instructor. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk with them for an hour, who would it be and why? Abe Lincoln. I've just always had a lot of respect for how he handled adversity and failure. And just that point in history to me is so defining. So I would really love to just just learn from the man to even be in his presence and sense what, what kind of energy he brought would be amazing. How do you like to consume content, books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? You know, I'm a book guy, probably first and foremost, but I actually would add one additional category, which would be, I like to learn what other people are learning. So I, I learn a lot from conversation and asking what people are actually learning as well. So I don't know if that's content per se, but it's how one way that I learn that's probably above all else. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. So I wake up and I brush my teeth with my Sonicare toothbrush and I floss. I only say that because I've actually just been reading a lot on on dental health and how a lot of like early onset Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff is actually related to, there's some studies that show it's related to dental health. So I really try to take great care of my, my teeth. So that's one piece. But uh, short of that, I do a miracle morning every morning. My wife and I co-authored the miracle morning for parents and families uh, with Hal Elrod. And so we teach and our six and 10 year olds also do a morning routine that for the kids is creativity, health, affirmations, CHA, affirmations, reading, meditation, and then service. And we try to do a similar thing as adults. That For adults, it's savers, the Miracle Morning savers, or silence, affirmation, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing, which is journaling. But I do a Miracle Morning every morning. And I got away from it for a little while, just with the move to Austin. And uh, now I'm back in the routine of doing my meditation, my affirmations, my journaling. I'm rewriting my to-do list each day with top priorities, hugging and kissing and doing, spending some time with the family. And then I'm getting after whatever my key priorities are for the day. What is your go-to pump-up song? That's a good question. I don't know if I have like a go-to like pump-up song, but... I'm really enjoying uh, Narco and Medicine for the People right now, which is like a jam jam band. There's a song on the, one of their albums called Seven Feathers, and it's all about the different archetypes that people have and how we're all just animals coming out of our caves. So that's a pretty good one right now. But uh, jamming in general, too, I'm an electronic music guy. So I love the Above and Beyond Group Therapy podcast, which they release a two-hour show every Friday. And above and beyond is uh, they're mega producers and have a label in electronic music. And their music is generally pretty positive and happy. So um, anything that's produced by above and beyond, I'm a big fan of. What is something that you're just not very good at, Mike? Oh, my God. Just one? <laughs> <laughs> I would say 
I'm not very patient. So just in general, the thing I suck the most at is being patient. So that's a pretty general one. But I think goes along with that is like, I'm not your man if you need some shit done around the house. Like if you Mm. need something fixed or whatever, like I'm not the guy to talk to. (laughs) As we get everything wrapped up here, my man, what is one place online where we are going to be able to find you the most? I would say go to www.tribeofmillionaires.com. There's actually not only a free book available to you there, but you can assess uh, the strength of your current tribe. So we've got a little uh, freebie there. And uh, also, if you're interested in the family side of things, you might just check out fambundance.com and see what we're doing for entrepreneurial families. If you want to come hang out with the, the GoBundance tribe, you can go to gobundance.com and see we've got our annual event is coming up this January and it's right before the X Games in Aspen. So if you wanted to come in and check out the X Games and then go to our event that is, uh, this is a men's only event. We do have women's only events too and family events, but it's a January 27th through the 30th. So if anyone wants to come join 200 other millionaires in Aspen for four days of skiing all day and meeting and connecting and having keynote speakers during the evening, then come on out. And Travis, we'd love to have you come to Aspen and hang out with us too, if you can make it. That sounds amazing. And where would we find more information on that? If you go to GoBundance.com and there's a a link to the trips section and you can see all of the trips that we have going on for GoBundance, we do about eight to 10 different trips a year for GoBundance that range from 200 to 10 people, uh, depending on the format or the, the length of the trip. Awesome, man. So if you want to go check out some of that stuff, head over to GoBundance.com. Or if you want to go grab a copy of the book, which I highly recommend, head over to TribeOfMillionaires.com. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show today, my man. We had a fantastic time chatting with you. Yeah, it's been awesome, Travis. I really appreciated it. And uh, thanks for doing what you do to bring good content and good ideas to your community. And I would definitely recommend people follow your podcast and check it out if they're really wanting to master the skill of getting around great people and maximizing the value. I really love the Build Your Network podcast, man. It's been great to be on the show with you. Thanks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to next time. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. As most of you know, I talk a lot about giving value to others. This podcast is one of the ways that I do that since all the content from the show is totally 100% for free. And when people ask me how they can add value to me, one of the ways I tell them is to head over to iTunes, hit the subscribe button and leave a rating and review. This not only gives me valuable feedback on what you think about the show, but it also helps me with Apple's algorithm. So please, 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 if you have not done that yet, head over to iTunes, leave a rating and review for the show. It adds tremendous value and it only takes a minute or two of your time. Also, if you have not yet registered for my live event out here at Top Golf behind MGM in Las Vegas this coming November, then you're going to want to head to buildyournetworklive.com to do that right away. Seating is extremely limited, so you need to act fast on this. Head to buildyournetworklive.com to grab your ticket today. Trust me, you are going to want to be a part of this inaugural live event so that in 10 years from now, you can brag about being one of the founding members. Plus, you know me, I promise I will over-deliver on value and make it worth way more than you are going to invest to get here. So have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.